See, this is where we've gotten off track somewhat today and with some faith teaching. We have, we have gotten off track with it because we have taught people simply to go to the Bible like it was some kind of a promise book and, and just grab a word out of there and think that thereby we can twist God's arm and make him do it. Listen, this book is first and foremost about relationship, not law, relationship. And as I have come to understand, relationship is absolutely dependent upon communication, communicating with God. If I, for example, never talk to God, never pray to God, never fellowship with God, never worship God, and then I hit a snag, and this is the case with most of us, we, we have an emergency prayer life. You know what that is? It's used only in case of emergency. It, it really is. It, it says right on the front of it, use only in case of emergency, and then call the pastor. And so we are on this roller coaster, and when we are in dire need, then we pull out prayer. Consequently, we do not have a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a casual relationship with him. And so what this book teaches us is that the people who are walking in the Spirit, as Romans chapter 8 says, those who are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And so I am in fellowship with him, and I am talking to him, and not necessarily coming to the church and kneeling at the altar, but throughout the week, on the job, in the home, I am fellowshipping with God. And then you see, when the emergency or the need or whatever, whether it's in my life or your life, arises, I don't have to say... Hold on just a minute, i got to go pray through. Man, you know, it's evident on our faces, isn't it? When we are brought up short and we realize, man, I haven't prayed. Oh, this thing's caught me off guard. Oh, dear Jesus. You know, what am I saying here? I'm saying Jesus spent all night in prayer, son. He was ready for what lie down there below. He knew those 12 that he was going to select out of all those people. He knew which one. And he also knew how many people and who they were that were going to need to be healed and set free. And when he came to minister there, it says there were people that were healed who were just in the place. They, there were so many of them they couldn't get to him to touch him, and they were healed. Now, I want to say to you that from John chapter 4, Jesus instructed us something here, church, that we need to take to heart. After he had ministered to that woman, she went back home and she told her family and her friends and her neighbors about what had happened, how she'd been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. And then she brought a whole host of them practically the whole town back. Now, while Jesus, in the meantime, is with his disciples there, they've been off to the local Shoney's Big Boy restaurant chowing down. Jesus has been ministering. I heard a guy say something. Anybody know Dwight Thompson? Anybody ever hear of Dwight Thompson? Dwight Thompson's got a good tape. It would do a lot of us preachers good to hear. And he talks about, he said that he went to this one church to conduct a revival, and he said there was a few little old ladies in there got a hold of him. And more or less what they conveyed to him is, you're not much, but you're what God sent us and you'll have to do, and so we're going to use you. you know, you're, going to, you're going to bring this revival. And so they got him into praying, and they'd pray with him all night. They'd keep him up all night praying with him at that church and in the daytime. And he'd get tired. You know, he got to the point where he was just wore out, man, preaching and praying. And, and he said he almost went to sleep at the altar. He, he caught himself going to sleep, and he said one of the little old ladies saw him and said she'd come up to him and shook him and woke him up and said, what are you doing sleeping, preacher? Said, we got to pray down this revival here, man. Said, all you preachers think about is getting up there and preaching a little bit and then running down the restaurant and eating, just eating all the time. Said, we got to do some praying here to get this revival down. Well, to make a long story short, son, I'll tell you what, when they, when they got serious about prayer, they had revival. 
there was a guy in the church that was messing around on his wife. Am I right? Have I got the story right? Messing around on his wife. Nobody knew it. And the power of God come down on that little old preacher. And son, he, 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 he said, I would never have done this. Never have done this. And he said, I was walking up the aisle preaching. And he said, the power of God and the word of God hit me. And I turned, said, how was it he said that? He said, I don't know exactly how he brought it about, but he, he described the situation and he turned right around and pointed his finger at that brother and said, and you're the one. I won't tell you what, you better know who you've been talking to when you do that. Amen. Said that the power of God hit that guy and said he could not walk to the altar. He crawled on his hands and knees to the altar. And this was a very well-to-do man. How long has it been, church, since you've seen that kind of conviction in a church service? How long? How long has it been since you've seen kids go clean out their record closets and throw away that filth? How long has it been since you've seen the power of God hit a church and the men and the women begin to clean up their act? How long? You say, well, what happened to that? Well, I'll tell you what happened to that. It, it went out with the prayer. 